At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com consulting. IBM. Let's create. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Raw? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Raw? March Madness is here. Does that mean that things are getting back to normal? Kirk Franklin cusses out his 33-year-old son, and he probably deserved it. Kids will drive you to the brink. That's why Ralph has this look on his face today. Um, The weekend is pissed off because he hasn't won a Grammy yet. At while Beyonce has all of them. Um, Cancel or consequence today. A Pennsylvania woman created deep fake videos to force rivals off of her daughter's cheerleading team. And of course, the best of social media. Am I right or am I wrong is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, fire. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door before you even show up because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100 Make sure that you listen to us as well on the Pac-12 Apostles podcast for college football and me 
on Fox Sports Radio, Sundays, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific, and Mad Dog Sports Radio, 10 p.m. Pacific to uh, and 1 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, yeah, on Sirius XM Channel 82. And you can get a hold of us on the text line if you want to, 818-293-7547, 818-293-7547, or shoot us an email, imad, I-M-M-A-D, at unafraidshow.com. So, we will start off, though, with Ralph. I So, actually, we'll, we'll, we'll start out with Kirk Franklin, right? Kirk Franklin... Okay. Who had his? He cussed out his kid, and here is the and there. There's a lot to unpack here because he cussed out his kid, Kirk Franklin. Stomp, you know that guy. The reason why I see silver and gold like that, Kirk Franklin. I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold, Kirk Franklin. Cussed out his kid. So you ever seen? A, you ever seen Kirk Franklin live? Uh, no. I'm probably going on three or four times. How was it? It's fun. It's yeah, fun. See, yeah, he seems like he puts on a hell of a con, a hell of a concert. So there's a lot to unpack here because people will try to blame this on like, oh, he's not as religious or doesn't love Jesus like he like he says and all of this. But truth be told, family problems will lead you down a path that are disastrous at times, but we'll play the the audio for you first and then uh, unpack it. Okay, so he posted that audio and then he said, and his name is Carry On Franklin. He's uh, he's his son from a previous relationship that he had when he was a teenager. And he says, this is why I'm done. No father should speak to their children like this. If I have any issues, it's because of this type of treatment that I deal with behind closed doors, hanging up in my face. No apology, no compassion, no effort. Stop telling me to go home to my family. I don't even know where they live, blah, blah, blah. He said this recording is recent, not just from 2018. To clarify, I'm going to learn from these experiences, live my life, um, and I don't feel safe. So, Ralph, what was your first reaction? Well, this is messy. Um, It's just messy regardless of who the person is, but there's some extra gravity to the situation in that Kirk Franklin is held to an incredibly high standard because he is big in the Christian music industry. He's definitely crossed over in the mainstream and the work that he's done with Kanye West. And you can speak to this, George, like Kirk Franklin as somebody who is, I'm married to a worship leader. So Kirk Franklin is like a big deal in my house regardless. Um, But I, I think in the black community, it's, I mean, there's even a different level to who Kirk Franklin is and what he means. Oh yeah, dude. He is 
like I grew up and I went to a Christian school. And so I remember singing silver and gold at graduation. I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. And, but I do think that this creates a, a, like the, my initial reaction was, okay, look, first thing is I don't trust people who, who release parts of audio. You know what I mean? Like he didn't release the whole audio. He just released Kirk talking and all of that. So you don't understand. We have no idea the gaslighting that could have come up to this. It's the post snap audio. And sometimes the post snap audio though, can be bad enough to ruin somebody's life. Remember Mel Gibson? Oh yeah. Yep. Well, did it, did it really ruin his life though? He's still making, he's still making movies. He can't win awards, but he's still making movies and a bunch of money. Yeah. He's still making movies, but he was, he, at, b- before that he was like the name Mel Gibson was on the level of like Brad Pitt, George Clooney. Like yeah. he, he was big time, big time. Then he made a $400 million movie like net profit. And, uh, he was rolling in it and but but you know he, he was emotionally abusive to to his wife who recorded the um the conversation and posted it and then obviously you know what happened happened um this is a different dynamic because this is father and son and it's father and grown son and i'm i was on the phone with you george <laughs> i was on the phone with you last week i am in this exact situation right now this exact situation right now with a member of my family who just sends, who, who is kind of disconnected from everybody sends antagonizing text messages till he gets a response. Then when he gets a response, he's like, see, <laughs> yeah, this is so why, he, like, he, this he, is why I am the way I am. I'm like, buddy, you just sent me 18 text messages before I responded once. And so I, when I saw this whole thing go out on social media, I'm like, oh, I'm in this right now. I'm in this with a, with a member of my family who is in his thirties, who just needs to like, uh, get stuff figured out, but is worried about how other people affected his path to this point. And that's what it feels like. Kirk Franklin's son is, is on. I mean, he's 33 years old, George. He's, he's past the uh, age, uh, in which Jesus redeemed us all. (laughs) (laughs) At some point, at some point you got to take some responsibility. And I see a lot of Christians out there saying like, see, this is a perfect example of like an emotionally abusive um, father that led to all this, but we don't know that all we have is this one detail. And what I do know is that it's definitely, that's not the way posting some audio to get, you know, and, and, and then in that uh, caption saying he doesn't know where his family is, is that Kirk Franklin's fault? No, no, that's not his, his like there. Okay. This is the thing where it's painted to be something else. And if you really think about it, like it, it sounds fine. Well, it sounds different when you hear Kirk Franklin's son, right? That sounds one way. But then as soon as you hear his son is 33 years old, you're like, hold on, time out, time out, time out. This isn't like a 16, 17 year old kid, 21 even. That's like, oh, I've been emotionally abused my whole life. No, this is a grown man who then Kirk Franklin's daughter came out on Instagram and was like, no, you're just mad because the only reason why you got out of, got into college is because of daddy's money and you flunked out. Nobody has anything to do with you. This and that you haven't done anything with your life. Like that was the thing that I noticed was that, that his kid was daughter. And then another kid came to support Kirk. And I was like, okay, okay, because he doesn't strike me as that type of type of guy. 
But when I look at it, I understand that when you're in these situations with family members, especially things can go left super quick. And rule number one, if you want me to believe you don't release part of the audio, let me judge the whole tape for it itself. And it's actually two different. It's clearly two different conversations. And the idea that this makes him less Christian is asinine to me. Like, like that it in sort of impedes his ability to be, to minister to other people. No, I actually think that it actually makes him more relatable because I've lost my, my temper. I'm a Christian. man. I've lost my temper. You know, like people listening have lost their temper and acted out of character not necessarily like you can't blame somebody else for your reactions, but at the same time, you can say, all right, look, this person did X, Y, and Z, and I did not handle this the best way that I should have. Like you can acknowledge both of those things at the same time. And I think that that's what's going on with Kirk Franklin. So, yeah, so I, so I don't have a problem with what Kirk Franklin did. Or anything like that. Uh, The next thing up. The next thing that we have up is. uh, March Madness. March Madness is back going on. And it's college basketball. And this is the same point basically last year. That everything got shut down from the, the pandemic. It was, what was it, March 11th last year? And now we're we're like, okay, wow. Are things back to normal? Because we are in the, we've already had the selection show. So we got further than we got last year. Games are supposed to start on Friday. They haven't, they've had over 2,000 tests, no positives yet. They haven't had any positives yet in college basketball. So does this mean that we're back to normal? And I look at it and I'm like, it feels that way. But like, like what does normal feel like to you, Ralph? Because to, to me, things don't feel normal because I still have a level of anxiety about like, hold up. Should we be doing this? How far along is this? I'm still curious about to see how the vaccine's going to work. Like, I still have a lot of questions. So. And my kids just asked me, Dad, when do you think things will, will will be back to normal? And I'm like, maybe in the in the summer, I guess. So I don't know. I think you're right. I think that um I, I mean for the first time maybe in my life, uh, I didn't watch Selection Sunday because it just didn't feel it felt like um remember N- NFL replacement players? <laughs> yep. MLB replacement players. Yeah, that's what it felt like. You know, we got a bunch of schools. Um, obviously, University of Arizona is out for a different reason. No, but, they were going to be out regardless. Like yeah, they, they yeah. conveniently chose to take a a, a, a voluntary postseason ban in a year that they weren't going to make the postseason anyway. I love it. Yeah, they learned the lesson of that. I'm just going to ground myself. Maybe that's something that Carry On Franklin can uh, <laughs> can learn from. I'm just going to impose my own consequence. And we'll be over here for when you need us. But with no, no, we were talking about this before the show, George. No Arizona, no Duke, no Kentucky, no Louisville, right? That's yep. like a that's like a all 
but big name final four <laughs> that feels yeah. like a feels like a 90s era final four and they're all missing from the tournament plus you just have the idea that one of these teams could get the rug pulled out from them at, at the drop of a hat and um it just it, in in pac 12 basketball which we follow a lot more closely has been massively depressed this year and one of the best players in the conference um towards acl so even though ucla is good they're without their best player and so the the whole situation has just been um all year long i haven't really taken basketball or any of the results seriously so when it came to selection sunday and i knew all these big names are going to be out of it i just couldn't really even get myself up to to watch it but now i'm on the other side of it and i'm thinking to myself like well what a unique opportunity to have some people experience some success who who maybe don't normally experience some success. So I'm back in the mood Monday morning of trying to talk myself into being excited about um, about the tournament. But I, the last thing that I want, the thing that's just going to take all the air out of the balloon, is finding out one of these teams can't can't make tip off. Yep. Yeah. Like, and that's I, I'd rather. It's like I'd almost rather not pay attention to avoid that level of heartbreak for a second year in a row than than be fully invested in the tournament and i it, i don't know man the the landscape of sports has changed and i i know i feel like i've changed a little bit in that the selection sunday is one of the most important days of the year for me just as a fan of basketball in general and i, I honestly i was fine to just check yahoo.com uh at 10 30 at night, <laughs> which is what I ultimately ended up doing. Oh yeah, dude. And here is what a video of what they said living in the bubble is like to redefine over the next several weeks, what it means to be a college basketball insider. Our very own John Rothstein will be inside the bubble for the duration of the tournament. John, you're there less than 24 hours. What are your impressions? Well, Greg, you know me pretty well. My first impression is three words. Limited dining options. <laughs> Every meal we're going to have over the next couple of weeks is going to be directly from our hotel. So there's not going to be a lot of variety in that area. But there's not going to be a lot of variety in the life that everybody lives in Indianapolis either. You know, the biggest thing that you always find this time of year in towns that host tournaments and events is the pageantry, is people on the streets. The Big Ten tournament is here in Indianapolis. The streets are absolutely empty. That's what's wild. So while it may seem like it's normal, it's not quite normal yet. Yeah, yeah. And I'm and I don't know. I just uh I I cannot wait to see fans back in the stands. Uh, and hopefully it feels like we're close. It, it, it I know we're not there yet. I know we're definitely not there yet, but it feels like we're close and hopefully people um, are galvanized by the fact that it's close and we get a second wind. We push through this. I saw that 2.4 million people were vaccinated yesterday in one day. Yeah. Like that's yep. big time. That's big time. The idea that they're going to open it up to everyone having eligibility by May 1st, man, that's enormous. That's a, it's, it's, it's super exciting. Um, I know a lot of people who, who are um, out there working, in essential jobs who who haven't been able to get on a list yet. Um, and just the idea that they're going to be able to go through that process is enormous. Uh, I know there's so many healthcare workers right now who are in their own version of bubble situations. Traveling nurses has become its own like career. I got a family member who staffs for Netflix shows yeah. on site nurses and doctors and so you have all these nurses and doctors that got their butt kicked in, in the big swell 
of uh, of of COVID that are now out working on like movie sets to help get Hollywood going and stuff like that. And you know, good for them; they deserve a break. But a lot of them are away from their family now. You have uh, nurses and doctors that have been moved up to different Indian reservations or different hospitals all over the country based on need. They're living in one bedroom apartments. They're just isolating by themselves. And I can't wait for for America's healthcare workers to just be able to get back to a sense of normalcy and be around their family. My stepmom is a nurse; she's one of them. Her shifts have been all over the place and yeah. and super weird. And so when I when I see this bubble and and it makes me feel like it's not not real college basketball and and you know and it makes me even a little bit more frustrated that we're not to the end of this yet i remember stuff like 2.5 million vaccinations just on march 14th alone and i'm like all right we're close we can deal yeah. with the we can deal with the tournament where you know the excitement's not there the fans aren't there the streets aren't lively john rothstein doesn't get his french food one night and sushi the next or or whatever else you know and 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 i can say that like hey as long as we're a couple of months out and and look forward to next year's tournament being um you know stands being full and everybody rocking and and everything like that then i I, then then i can look at this and say like all right well then we can you know we, we can deal with this because what's coming next is even better yeah yeah it does it does feel like that there is hope you know what I mean? Like that there is light at the end of the tunnel, you know, uh, but on the next pod though, I, I got something to talk about, about the vaccine, like about a real conversation about it because I, cause I have some thoughts that for some people are going to be uh, unpopular that. So just, just quickly <laughs> is that. So in the black community, people haven't wanted to take the vaccine. We talked about it a little bit why on the last podcast, right? So you have some people of color who don't want to take the, 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 the vaccine or are skeptical about it. Right. And then you have some uh, Trumpians who won't take the vaccine because they're like, it's a scamdemic anyway. I don't need it. So, so you have those people. And then you have people who are like me that are like, am I sure I'm going to do this because Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, Merck, all, all these companies have had a ton of lawsuits through the years against them for their products. They've had payouts, all of this stuff because they've done things wrong. So is it? am I wrong for having a little bit of skepticism about it and debate whether I'm going to do it or not, but not, not because I don't think they're putting fucking microchips and all of this stuff in it. But, but, but because I'm like, I just, for, for me, I'm just like, I want to see how the crash test dummies do. And then, and then see, uh, decide whether I'm going to do it for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know because you, there's so many different things that you could relate it to, you know, how much did you learn about so let's look at it this way when um uh reddit backslash wall street bets was like get in on gamestop it's it's fun <laughs> like how long did you wait before you jumped into into that and so it's yeah it, it's not one of those very long of, right right and so it's one of those things where 
um, there a lot a lot of different historical things kind of go into why someone might make a decision the way that the, that they do. And you and I got into it on the last podcast of my dad being from the reservation. You know, you talked about Tuskegee. Like there's there's definitely concerns in the idea that you just give the government blanket um, trust is is never uh, never mm-hmm. wise. However. Um, we're talking about a situation where within the context of like, look at all the diseases that we used to have, look at what vaccinations and vaccine medicine um, and deactivated viruses have done to improve our quality of life and the opportunities that it's given us. And then you you have to factor in the idea that the biggest issue with COVID-19 isn't so much that it would put somebody like me and you at risk who are not above 65 years old and don't have a bunch of underlying health conditions. It's the fact that you can be a silent carrier. Yeah. And so See, if, and- if you're, if you're a silent carrier and then you, you got your parents coming over, you know, to your house all the time. I got my mom who's a healthcare worker. I got other people in the community um, that, that, you know, I got my daughter uh, who is super immunocompromised. And then I have to look at it like, all right, how much of me can I think about in this instance um, what is the cost benefit analysis of me, you know, uh, maybe having some side effects, but making sure that I don't pass the virus to somebody who is um, super vulnerable to it. So it, it, you, but not weighing those things, I feel like is irresponsible. Yeah. I think ultimately most people should come down on the side of, you know, th- this, this vaccine is, is, there's a greater good element to it. And, um, and that ultimately based on the data that we have that, that you're going to be okay, but to not think about those things. um, See, I'm, I'm vaccine, I'm vaccine skeptical already anyway. Like I, like I'm, I'm not an anti-vaxxer and by, by any, I, I just don't subscribe to the vaccine schedule that people would normally do because like our doctor with our young, youngest kid was like, yo, cause we, we, we've been reading things on that vaccines and all this stuff. And she was like, yo, read this book called the vaccine book. So the doctor said to go read the book. We read the book and the doctor and the book was like from all these doctors who aren't paid, like they don't, they got people to do it that aren't affiliated in any way with either with the companies in, in any way. And then that got me to thinking, I was like, okay, look. And it basically said that with the amount of aluminum, other things that are in the vac vaccines that little babies and stuff can't process them at the same level. So you should actually just spread them out over more more time and some of them you don't even need like like one one of the hepatitis shots or something that that they give you as soon as the baby's born they were giving that because they didn't like uh like decades and decades ago they didn't get kids back in the hospitals so or back back to the doctor so they were like for like stds and stuff like that so there there's stuff that depending on your lifestyle or whatever that you don't even necessarily need or you need less of the vaccine if you have your kid take them older. So that's the way I subscribe to it and the way I look at it. it I don't, I'm not an anti-vax or anything like uh, that, but I do look at, I mean, there are literal side effects on the packaging of the, like if you go on and read it, you're just like, no. oh, wow. And there are some things that people get that they don't necessarily that could be side effects of the vac 
of the vaccines that they think is just normal stuff that isn't going to kill them, that'll go away over time or just a short period of time or something. But I do think that it's worth noting and how you administer them. That's me and my life. Yeah. And I think um, I think also that, you know, people look at this vaccine and they look at it as something that's super unique in the way that most people are not going to be susceptible to the devastating effects of COVID-19. However, the vaccination will help the people that are right. Yes. And they say, you know, have we ever really had a vaccine like that before? And the answer is yes. I have two preteen sons right now that are going to have to get the the HPV. HPV. Yeah. Yeah. And HPV doesn't really do anything to men. Yeah. No, it's to prevent it from from women developing cer- cervical cancer and stuff like that. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001 and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, Flow Health, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at vanta.com special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot special for $1,000 off Vanta. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM. Let's create Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Um, next thing up. Uh, Ralph loves the weekend. The, <laughs> Do I? <laughs> the, the, the weekend spelled with no E. The guy who did the Super Bowl halftime show, the super creepy, I mean, like, no swag, the weekend having. And mind you, I'm not a weekend fan. Like, I think the dude has clearly made a lot of hits. He's made hits. Like, it's undeniable. 
chart topping things, all of that. But for me, I can't listen to more than like half a song at a time, maybe one song at a time. And my kids know I don't like the weekend. So they constantly like if it comes on in the car, they'll they'll like like or if they're playing uh, music on the car through the car on their phone, they'll make sure to turn on a weekend song. All that dude, it's a I, I just hate it. But anyways, he's upset that he has not won a Grammy. So he said, listen, I am not going to participate in the Grammys any longer. I haven't won. I'm not going to be in consideration. So do you think he's taking his ball and going home or do you think he's right? Uh, yeah, he's just he's mad. The grant. OK, the Grammys are dumb. They're dumb because the idea that you can have an award for the most subjective thing in the entire world, because I don't think movies, I don't think the quality of acting and in, in movies and storytelling is all that subjective. We know the difference between bad and good, and we know what it looks like to do it at a high level. Right. Yeah. We, we know that music is completely subjective based on how you were raised, what things you're into, what stage of life you're even in. My dad only listens to country music now. He didn't listen to any country music prior to age 55. Yeah. None. It was all classic rock. But then they quit making rock music that wasn't about people not getting hugs from their dad. And so he just wanted to have fun again. And country is really the only fun medium left that speaks to the things that he does, which is, you know, drink a beer and uh, drive a riding, <laughs> drink a beer and drive a riding lawnmower. So the, the idea that there is a centralized like music awards thing for what is objectively good when there's 30 different genres and and some of the people get nominations based on just what's hot at the time. Somebody could just make armpit farts for 52 minutes and call that their LP. And if enough people buy it, then it gets enough coming across Scantron, then it's going to get nominated for an award. And so yeah, but it's not even always the top selling like like it's that's not the, that's the billboard, because if you really think about it, right, the Grammy should probably be for people who. Like they try to reward artistry or whatever, like like their their top rap album every year is like rarely the most listened to rap album or, or uh, hip hop. You mean album. like Macklemore won the Grammy? Yeah. Uh, no, he won. They won best new artist over. Uh, who did who did they beat for best new artist? Kendrick Lamar. Yes, I personally just- and again, everything is completely subjective. I think Kendrick Lamar is like the greatest rapper of the last 20 years. Yeah, mm. that's just me. Mm. That's just me. That's mm. just me. And Macklemore yeah, yeah, that is up, literally just you. Okay. And Macklemore straight up apologized to Kendrick Lamar for for even winning. Yeah. Right? It's uh it it even the parts of music that do feel objective are still super subjective so the entire idea of the grammys is dumb yeah, but the weekend is agenda. mad like i like i think that i think that that's what he's upset about he thinks that there's some agenda to it against him it's just simple the people who pick who are, are going to be awarded grammys are not the type of people who drive home at 11 30 at night from their tinder date in a honda civic with ground effects 
and the weekend makes <laughs> music for people who drive home from their Tinder date at eleven thirty at night in their Honda Civic with ground effects, or 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 that's uh, just, or that's a hop in their Uber, drunk at the drunk and high at the end of the night. Yeah, I do the weekend. The weekend makes I'm alone in my dorm room over spring break while all my friends went to Mexico music. It's not for everybody. And I get it. Like I, I like the vibe of it or whatever, but it's like, it's, it's just, it's like toxic mindset music. Yeah. And it feels sad half the time. You're just like, Oh, no, I, I just, his voice bothers me. He looks like he's 65 years old trying to do music. That's, a 25 year old shit should wait make. hold on hold on i'm a fine I'm, i know the reason you don't like him let me let me look this up let me confirm before i speak on it okay the weekend i'm googling this the weekend height oh my god i he's don't know five, how tall he is he's five eight he's five eight so that's so what is like it him. so what does that mean that means you don't like him because he's he's under six feet tall what okay uh, that's not true that's not true because you like Bruno Mars. Yeah, love Bruno Mars. And he's five foot five. Okay, so what's the, so, see, exactly. Your I'm just saying is, you make a lot. I, 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 I have one short friend. I, I, I have short friends, Ralph. I'm five eight. See, so. exactly. I, see, <laughs> see look, I, I have short friends. You know, I allow short people. And I, I just had a short person over at my, my house last, last week. <laughs> How can you possibly say I'm a shortest? We're talking about me again. Okay, 5'8 is an average height for an adult male, but let's not get into this. Where? The w- <laughs> Where? <laughs> it's, it's probably actually 5'9. I just lied. But 5'9? Uh, Where? Well, thanks. To, there's lots of guys like Bruno Mars who even out the fact that there's lots Listen, of guys like you. I don't see that many people under like 5'10 in my life. Like men? The NFL is like 450 people in the world. <laughs> there's 7 billion people in the world. They put no, there, all the there, there's over 2,000 people in the NBA. I'm sorry, in, in the NFL, and then 450 in the NBA. All right. Well, I'm, I'm out here repping Darren Sproles. <laughs> My, like, listen, I, I, I see my son every day. He's, he's 15. He's a, ch- <laughs> he's a child. That's what I think. I think that you think that Bruno Mars is like the world's most entertaining child, and that's the <laughs> only way that you can put up with the fact that he's no. five foot five. My and my nine year old's <laughs> like five two, or or okay. no 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 no, he's like five feet tall. So or he's over five feet tall, so, something like that. Um, <laughs> Which is important. To me. <laughs> anyway, the weekend's music is for a specific subset of people that I do not think pick who gets awards for the Grammys. In yeah. my personal opinion, See, but I just I think the whole idea is dumb. And yeah, he said I'm taking my ball and going home. It's the same thing that like Kanye did. Same thing, Nicki Minaj, right? Like anytime you aren't the one that gets nominated or you don't get an award, you stomp your foot. And and I don't actually I don't mind that because it's really hard to make an album, and they put a lot of work into into that stuff and they're very very proud of it and it means yeah. a lot to them and if they want to throw a fit about it i think they have every right to throw a fit about it i don't care enough about the grammys to be upset on his behalf and i yeah. certainly don't mm-hmm. care about his music enough to be upset at the grammys on his behalf i listen to the i watch the grammys just for the collaboration so i can find new music sometimes like like the, the grammys is how i found Marin morris 
how I found Florida Georgia Line, how I found like I found a bunch of artists like watching because Mary Morris did a collaboration uh, for her song song once with Alicia Keys and it was dope. They should have put that on the damn album. But that's how I found a lot of artists. And then I say I don't care about the Grammys, but there's a couple of times when when people won unexpected awards at the Grammys and it made me feel real good because I knew how good they were and how good for music they are and what they've added to my life. Bonnie Vare and Casey Musgraves both won Grammys that they they had no who? Oh come who? on, man. You're a country music fan, you know who Casey Musgraves is? Nope. All right, man. You're gonna love th- you're gonna love this. That's my okay. that's your homework from this podcast is to listen, I think Golden Hour is the, the name of her last album. It's chill, man. You will love it. Okay. You'll I'll love put it. it up in the car today. Um, Now it is time for our new segment as well. uh, Cancel or consequence. So cancel or consequence is where we take a, an incident from out in the world and say whether this person should be canceled or whether they should receive consequences. And Ralph was the one who brought this to me. So you can tell the people about it. Well, um, there was a cheerleading mom and I'm used to, Oh, man, I'm 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 used to uh, parents doing some really weird stuff working in youth sports. Like I'm not, um, I'm I'm definitely not uh, completely caught off guard by this story, but it does take things to a brand new level of just how far you can go. So let me read this for you. A Pennsylvania mother is accused of anonymously harassing a high school student on her daughter's cheerleading team by allegedly creating deep fakes that show the girl partaking in illicit behavior. The term deep fake refers to images or videos that have been manipulated using software to make it look like a person is doing or saying something they're not. Cheerleader Maddie Heim told NBC's Stephanie Gosk that her cheer coaches said they'd been sent a video that appeared to show her vaping. The teen and her mother both say it's fake. Maddie also said she received threatening calls and texts from unknown numbers, some suggesting she should take her own life. What? Um, Yeah. And so – yeah, so the authorities believe that the mother, Rafaela Spone, um, which that's quite a name, uh, the mother of one of Maddie's teammates on the Victory Vipers, created the alleged deepfakes. Spone is charged with three counts of cyber harassment, um, and she denies wrongdoing, so innocent until proven guilty as far as a court of law. Um, but yeah, you know so she and- did this. <laughs> Again, when I say like, obviously this is completely horrific, but I've been around some wild parent stuff, wild parent stuff um, as far as like the way that parents get when they don't think their kids are getting um, opportunities. I've seen parents vandalize other kids' cars yep. out here in Arizona. Like I got some crazy stories that I'll save for another time. But yeah, um, the the idea that you would you would um, use an anonymous phone number or something like that to reach out to a, to a child and tell them to, you know, to commit suicide or try to get them in trouble or kicked off the team or whatever. How the hell is cheerleading this serious dude? Like, this is like, this is like stalker parent, like parents, your kids, like if they're not good enough, if they're not good enough to be the star on that team, then guess what? Guess what your kids should do? Get better. Get better or accept. Well, actually, you, you you actually have a couple options. Get better. Go find another team. Or accept it that the other person is just better because sometimes it's like that in life. 
Like I, you know, in, in my, in my mind, I know that I had the talent and ability to be a, a top tight end in the NFL, right? Top tight end in the NFL. And I thought that our system, all this stuff didn't do me any favors, but then I got hurt and all that. But then also there are times that you just look and you're like, wow, that dude is extremely talented. You know what I mean? And it's a different level. Like, like you see Kobe Bryant and you're like, oh, wow. I really think that George Hill is a phenomenal athlete, a great player. He ain't Kobe. Like you have to look in the mirror and sometimes be like, damn, I'm, I'm good. I'm not that damn good though. Like there's levels to the shit and you have to be honest about it. And parents sometimes I think have a very difficult time with that. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing. And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. (laughs) 
Well, and I think you ask if this is consequence, you know, cancel or consequence. Obviously, um, we don't know the extent to which, you know, this woman, Rafaela Spohn, is going to be held accountable for her actions. But I would say that this is a big part of the idea of cancel culture, the idea that you can try to get somebody in trouble and have them suffer a a consequence again. I've, so I've, does she need to be canceled or does she need consequences? She needs consequences. She needs prison time. People need to know that this type of stuff is not acceptable. And I mean, I'll, I'll be dead honest. I've been, I've been covering youth sports for nine years. I have, I have seen a lot of things and there's been times when I know that an activity is going on with a parent or a coach that I've been tempted to speak out or say some things in a way that would shield me from any consequence. Um, of, of, of having to put those things out there. But then I know I got to stand there and I, I, I got to be the one to do it. And I've learned that over time, you know, I might not have been the person to do that in the first couple of years um, in, in this business. But now I realize like, if, if I go, I'm going to call something out, I got to be the one to do it myself as far as just inventing stuff in order to get somebody in trouble or, or canceled or, or, or moved on from, you know, it, maybe this mom thought this girl deserved it or was an assy person or a bully or anything like that. But these just aren't, the roads that you can go down and the consequences for doing something like this are, you know, super detrimental. You tell someone to kill themselves and they do it. Yep. We just I mean, saw somebody went to the, the young lady went to jail over that right now. Yep. Um, I, I think that she should be, I think that she needs con- consequences, but then after she serves the con- consequences, she needs to be canceled. Like she needs to be canceled from cheerleading. Not not canceled in life, but just canceled from cheerleading. I think that she has permanently earned herself a ban from like she can't be trusted as a team parent. She can't be trusted as like team mom. Like she's like she's permanently canceled from any of those activities. She shouldn't even be able to stream. Bring it on on Netflix. (laughs) One hundred percent. All right, guys. The next thing up is. The best of social media. We got a couple good things up for you guys. Best of social media today. All right. Here is Ralph's favorite announcer of all time. The Remarkably, the beavers, the little guys, So that's Bill Walton, who is just torturing Dave Pesh as he, like, in no, worse than he normally does. So. Are you okay with Bill Bill Walton? Well, actually, what was your reaction to what Bill Walton did there? Because it, it was worse than normal. It was, I was so frustrated. I had to tweet about it because most of the time I'm just like, okay, like just waiting for him to shut up. Um, and I like Dave Pash. Not only do I like Dave Pash, I know Dave Pash. My wife has babysitted Dave Pash's kids. Like, I, I know this man. He is not upset at Bill Walton. In fact, he's cashing a paycheck. And if I was cashing a paycheck to have to listen to that stuff, I'd probably be less upset about it as well. 
but I'm not getting paid to listen to Bill Walton make beaver and buffalo noises. I'm sitting in my living room trying to figure out how Oregon State made it to the Pac-12 tournament championship and why it was that they were having such an easy time with Colorado, who I felt like was the second or third best team in the Pac-12. And so I'm trying to learn, and Bill Walton is vacillating between having beautiful basketball mind and great observations and just being an idiot. And he just jumps back and forth between those two things. And I will tell you this, Bill Walton, if you have any investment in the game whatsoever, any, if the game matters to you, if you're taking it seriously, if you do it for a job, or if you are a particular fan of one of the two teams, 99% chance that you're pissed off at Bill Walton. Moreover, if you're just looking for a game to watch in the middle of the night, you have no investment in it whatsoever, and you want to be entertained, that's got to be pretty funny. I was not in a situation where I wanted to be entertained. I was trying to get up on some Pac-12 knowledge because we host another show called Pac-12 Apostles, and I have to listen to more Bill you Walton than anybody else in the country. The no- he's not Doris Burke. He is he's Dennis Rodman with a microphone. Like you, you just have to accept what you get. Some some days you're going to get some great I- insight, and sometimes you you're going to get boom, bam, bam, smack, smeek, smook. You know, uh, you know, you're going to get a crazy ass story. Well, yeah. I just I, I can't have anybody who is in charge of anything at the Pac-12 network sitting around and asking themselves, why does anybody take our conference seriously? And then you got Bill Walton on the Pac-12 conference tournament championship being like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. Next thing up, this dude here. This dude here, uh, number 44 at Utah State, this guy had the audacity. So they asked him, why did he wear number 44? And this kid's name is Marco Anthony. And he said that he chose to wear number 44 in his jersey because of the Wendy's 444 deal. No, we didn't make that up. The Wendy's 444 deal is what inspired this dude to wear his number. I, I, okay. There, there's different levels to this because like as a college athlete, you shouldn't even be eating Wendy's like that anyway. They should have you on training table. You should not be eating this, but on a consistent basis. But this dude thinks that this is a guy. I, I, I just, I don't know whether this is a good reason or just the the most ridiculous, shallow thing of all time in terms of picking a number. Like you normally pick a number because it has some significance to you as a person, somebody you like. I, you know, it, I would I would have felt felt better if if he were like, yo, I wore 44 because I saw a documentary on Hank Gathers. You know what I mean? But nope. All right, why'd you wear why'd you wear your number? Because I got I, my family always wore twenty four. My mom wore it when she played high school volleyball, baseball, basketball. She was a really good basketball player. My uncle was six five. He wore it as a basketball player. My other uncle was a longtime baseball coach, and even as a manager, had the number twenty four. So I always wore twenty four, and and that meant a lot to me. Why'd you? First of all, explain why you wore forty eight. Uh, when in your rookie camp, because there's a football card out there, if anybody can find it, of you looking like a, a, a 350 pound D tackle wearing number 48, which is my favorite thing in the world. But why'd you wear the number that you wore? Uh, well, I wore 48 because when you come in as a rookie, you can't always get the number that you want because it's not college. 
Like there's so, and and at that point in time, wide receivers couldn't even wear teen numbers. So they had wide receivers, tight ends had to be in the 80s. Tight ends could wear in the 40s too. But like it was like like that was what that was what was available. There's 85 guys on the team. All the numbers are taken. I'm a rookie. Like you you get what you get until they make cuts and then there's a bunch of numbers available. So, but the number that I wore in the league was 87. My my number was 81 though. 87. And I wore number 87 because Jack Del Rio, I, I should have fought him on this. But um not actual fist fight, but because he <laughs> he was like, George, there, well. no, no, no. There, there there was a time he almost got fist fought at practice by me. Um, but he, he was like, George, you're already not a big tight end. 81 will make you look too skinny. Like, who gives a fuck, Jack? Like, what does it matter how I look if I'm playing ball? If I'm happy in this number, why do you care? Anyways, the, <laughs> I don't understand that. Like, just bothering people for no reason. I don't understand. Like, why the hell as a coach... Do you care what number your player wears? Why do you care? I don't understand that. All right. The last thing up. Last thing up in the best of social media is. Cat. This is a picture presented without context. Picture presented without context. What in God's name is going on here? What in God's name is going to, we got a dude getting choked out. He's got a camera in his hand. The guys who are clearly, they look like they just won a basketball tournament berth, standing up on, uh, on the table, looking, looking back, like help him, help him. I can't figure out everything that's going on here. I'm going to post it to social media. You guys give me the best captions. You guys, thank you for listening to Reister or Wrong. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden. Peace out. Catch you guys on Wednesday. We will have great things going on uh, next week. Well, well, actually, sorry, next month. We have interviews starting on Wednesdays. It's going to be some really good things. Peace out. Catch you guys next episode. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. 
the hottest games right from Vegas, and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at High the Number Five Casino.com. High Five Casino. <laughs> 